You're watching WLWT News 5, leading the way. Welcome to News 5 Today Daily Dose. Colin Mayfield, Megan Mitchell, Fletcher Keel, meteorologist Randy Rico is here as well. Man, a lot of different areas uh, saw some rough weather last night. Mm -hmm. High winds, Randy, possible tornadoes even. Mm -hmm. Give us a, just a weather recap of what we saw yesterday. Right, so there are two main lines of storms. The areas that had the most damage were basically southeastern Indiana and then in through northern Boone, Kenton, and Campbell counties. Okay. Those are the storms that uh, the National Weather Service, or the CVG actually measured at just shy of 70 mile an hour winds. There was a uh, privately owned, you know, personal weather station that came up at a 72 mile an hour wind gust as that blew through. So obviously tree damage uh, widespread in northern portions of northern Kentucky and then moving east into Brown County. Sardinia is where we confirmed the tornado with our radar. Obviously, we had visual confirmation as well from several viewers in that area that sent us pictures of that tornado and the damage that resulted. But today it's the National Weather Service's turn to head out to Sardinia. They send their survey crew out there. They look at the damage. They see which direction all the debris was thrown, which types of structures were damaged, and then they'll use that to uh, determine how strong that tornado in Sardinia was yesterday evening. Um, and then also to the north, uh, if you're familiar with areas north of Dayton, Tip City got hit pretty hard yesterday. I think they're out there out there. They confirmed that tornado and they're going to head out, I believe, to Dark County as well and see if a tornado touched down in Arcanum. So uh, a couple areas that the National Weather Service will be surveying today. The good news is for everybody who does have cleanup today, the weather is going to be really nice. Yeah, it's good to hear. We yeah. need a calm day and especially a lot of people are going to be picking up today. Exactly. So, all right, we'll get more uh, from Randy on the forecast mm -hmm. for today because looking like I said, a good breather yeah. is needed and we're going to get that. So we'll swing back her way pretty soon as yeah. she prepares for that. Randy, mm -hmm. see you soon. Okay. Um, we did have a Ronald or shooting on the Ronald Reagan and Fletcher, you were talking about this, you know, it kind of shocked folks. And unfortunately, it's this is not something new that we see on the roadways mm -hmm. uh, it deals with, you know, people getting upset, whether it's an accidental uh, person being cut off, like what happened here, it sounds like yeah. woman had an emergency. She had uh, two other passengers in the car, an 11 year old as well in the back seat, uh, a person in the passenger seat. That person was grazed by a bullet. One uh, shot was fired by a motorcyclist. Uh, in this and uh, like I said on Ronald Reagan, so it appears she had an emergency tried to get over accidentally cut this motorcyclist off right even apparently waved this guy to say hey I'm sorry um, not not sure the details of how that uh, interaction went in some sense but that's the reporting that we got yeah and and I think the thing is is it's this bigger story like you talked about Colin we've seen so many of these road, road rage, rage shootings yep. within the last Probably year. five to six. Yeah. Yeah. Year. Even, there's been a lot compounded in the last year even. But in, I know. And so, you know, you just talk about specifically a highway like that, right? Mm -hmm. The Ronald Reagan, you're not expecting to, you know, have to deal with this emergency in the backseat and then have bullets flying your way. Right. And not even just shootings, but we had that incident a couple weeks ago where there was a convertible at a stoplight on on a street and a motorcyclist got off or a passenger on a motorcycle got off and started started punching the guy in the other car like so yeah so people uh just calm down on the roads a little bit everyone's yeah. trying to get to where they're trying to go everyone's yeah. a little bit stressed at times so but yeah. the motorcyclist is now charged with assault so yes we'll keep you updated on that yes. one. yes i don't think they released uh the name yet or at least i don't see it here um but yes uh we'll talk more about that as that uh, situation develops i'm also talking about uh, a good story here uc is waiving sat and act scores so this is not something um, that's, you know, it's been normal, I guess, during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, obviously, that was something required at many universities, four-year universities. Um, but uh, for right now, 
they're going to waive the ACT and SAT scores, I think, for the next two years. Again, that's a trend that we've seen across America. Um, I was even looking at graduate schools two years ago, and they were doing that then uh, for Baylor University, which is highly regarded business mm -hmm. school. So um, this may be the wave of how the future may roll for getting into colleges because it allows more access uh, to underserved communities, uh, black residents. Um, so, and, and, you know, it's, it's proving to be more diverse in, in some sense and giving more access to individuals as well. Absolutely, and that's really the goal of why UC decided to kind of stick with this post-pandemic, right? Because, yes. I mean, not only during the pandemic did people not have really the resources to maybe take the, uh, you know, specific classes mm -hmm. or get the SAT or ACT tutor that you need to get, but, I mean, what's wrong with having a more diverse classroom with different people and different strengths? Um, yep. Which, by the way, we should say, if you took the ACT, you still can submit it if you'd like that's to, true. and that could absolutely help your application. That's true, that's true, yeah. Um, so yeah, if that's a choice of yours and you like standardized testing, maybe put yourself yep. to that yeah. pain, but you <laughs> yeah, don't and I remember to. when, uh, immediately coming out of the pandemic, when universities were starting to shudder, like, yeah, just for a couple of years, there was a lot of talk of saying, yeah, this, you're say a couple of years now, but this might be kind of the way of the future. And we were talking about this in our editorial meeting yesterday, and Todd Dykes actually says that he has a family member who works at the University of Kentucky, and they say that UK is also um, getting rid of that requirement for the next couple of years as well. So yeah. starting to see a trend, a couple big uh, institutions in our area starting, starting to kind of lead the way um, on that for, for schools in this area. Right. Um, a quick check here, the Sheriff's Office uh, sending out a, a notice here that they are looking for an inmate that left uh, the Hamilton County Justice Center. So they were releasing other inmates. This person was able to slip out. So I'm sure we'll have this on WWT.com to get a picture of this person. But it's 37 year old Melissa Cordell was being brought into the intake area on a misdemeanor theft charge. And that is when she took off. So her last address uh, is in Blue Ash. There is a warrant out for her, uh, an escape warrant now because of what's happened. So just take a note on that. Take a second mm -hmm. look over at WWT.com if you can. Yep. And, uh, you know, look out, keep your eyes peeled. Yeah, this, this sounds like one of two things. One, either she made things a lot worse for herself, just a misdemeanor, coming in on a misdemeanor, minor theft charge, it seems like, or she was trying to hide something a lot bigger and didn't want to be caught and yeah. doubly made things worse for herself. Yeah. yeah. So, seriously. Either way, we'll see. Um, a bright spot in another bright spot in our news today mm -hmm. uh, CPS uh, offering or giving out and uh, kids getting scholarships for. Um, the future, and that's such a huge thing too. I was talking about access to school with ACT and SATs, and this really speaks to that as well. Absolutely, and I think what's really, really nice about this is that once again, it gives families that sense of relief, right? Especially if you work so hard those four years of high school and you're right. like, how am I gonna pay for this? Or yeah. what are my loans gonna look like coming out of school for the next 30, 40 years? And those scholarships can mean so much to families. And specifically, CPS even kind of having this bragging moment where they're yeah. saying, hey, all of the you know graduating seniors have gotten $20 million mm -hmm. collectively in scholarships right. offered to them, specifically at Hughes High School. And that is that is remarkable, such a great, uh, such a great feat. And CPS, to, they've partnered with 10 universities to award these scholarships exclusively to only CPS students uh, for their academic achievements. So the schools include Miami, UC, University of Dayton, Ohio State, and NKU. So um, and if you want to take a look at the breakdown of which high schools uh, these students are coming from, Walnut Hills has the most with 20 graduates receiving scholarships there. Aiken has seven, followed by Schroeder and Dater, both with six. So School of Creative and Performing Arts as well as uh, at Hughes, 
have four students, as you were alluding to. So yeah. um, there's a lot of money being spread out. It's good to see, as you know, as I remember, I needed a lot of help to get through school. Not only you know, mentors wise, um, financial wise, you just need the help. Uh, you know, especially when. When you're a student, struggling. So trying to just make it to the library is a hard thing some days. So, yes, it is. Uh, it's good to see. We're going to get an update on the forecast here in a couple of seconds here with Randy Rico. Um, we obviously know that there's going to be a heat wave coming back here to Cincinnati once we get through these cooler temperatures that we're seeing. Um, so I was talking a little bit about the AC units, right? And I'm no um, expert at you HVAC systems expert. or anything <laughs> no, like that. No, you are. Uh, but a buddy of mine was like, hey, spray your AC off. Get some of that dogwood off of there because all that pollen is collecting and it's really not helping the AC at all, and make sure you change those filters at least once, twice, maybe, or, sorry, once every three months. And you know, it's a great point, and I don't even know if you realize this, but we have been doing stories on the fact that it's been a really tough pollen season. So yep. that dogwood, that pollen, I mean, that stuff can really affect you know, your AC unit. Yep. Might as well get it as get cool it as be get next it clean. week. All right, we're gonna learn more information from Randy now. All right, we'll take a look outside right now. Our temperatures sitting in the upper 50s in most towns, 56 in Springboro and Hamilton, 60 degrees closer to Kenwood. And for today, you know what? Not hot, not humid. It's going to be comfortable through the morning. Temperatures climbing through the 60s this afternoon, mid 70s, mostly cloudy skies for a good chunk of the afternoon. And then tomorrow, rain does return mainly in the evening. No thunderstorms, but steady showers into Friday night and better for the weekend. All right, so a great outlook, as you can see, for the weekend ahead. Of course, we will have more on WWT News 5 today, tomorrow, and, of course, hopefully our daily dose on a Friday. Yeah, see you guys later.